Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sunset Session. You can also find the Sunset Session on Razzle's Cannabis Business Network. Um, I am Dave Belsky, CEO and founder of Flower Hire. Uh, today, on today's Sunset Session, we have a very special guest, Mandy Tingler, the CEO and founder of Camilla. Uh, Camilla is a brand producing products designed to help normalize cannabis use among working females and mothers. Uh, Mandy is also a sitting board member of the National Cannabis Industry Association. Mandy, thank you so much for I'm joining. I'm excited to be here. What an amazing view. I totally get the name of the show now, by the way. Sunset, it's coming. Uh, we might be a little early, but it's coming. It's gorgeous. So uh, a lot to talk about today. I mean, the first one, I, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure as a professional female and working mother, you have a lot of uh, thoughts about why you wanted to tackle this niche, um, personal reasons, yeah. but talk to me about, um, you know, working mothers and females and how they are currently represented by cannabis brands. Yeah, so um, I love when people ask me this question because um, we actually did a ton of market research about this. When Camilla first came into the market, we really wanted to solve two problems. We wanted to help legacy operators keep working in the cannabis space. And then we also really were looking at the marketplace and what current products were available. And like 96% of what was in the market was targeting a male consumer. The others were what we would consider like a, maybe a, perhaps a gender neutral type of product. Um, but there really wasn't enough in the market that um, gave me this like connection to the product. I would hear it was good and effective, but it never was something that I was like, oh, the packaging's okay, whatever, I'll take it home. It just it wasn't authentic for no. you for you as a customer. It wasn't and resonating with me. One thing all. you didn't mention, which is surprising, is there were also brands for women designed by men. Yes. In, in the marketplace. Which is also funny. We don't have to go too deep into the commentary on that one. But um, but I mean we appreciate the effort, of course, but so so talk to me about about I mean it's it's not an easy and simple straightforward answer but but obviously uh, adult use in California and now being three years into that roughly has, has helped that normalization but there's a lot of curiosity you know there's stigma um, you know talk to me about the process of, of what you're seeing as a, as a mother and as a professional female is that happening behind the scenes already sure so um you know, I started using cannabis when I was 17 and I remember it being this really secretive thing. Oh, yeah. You definitely didn't let your parents know. Like, yeah. there was, especially where I grew up, very conservative. And, and there were no vapes too, so no. people would know if you were you using. You would know. Yeah. And I remember being 17 years old and being terrified that my parents were gonna find out, right? Really? Um, the crazy thing is, is that as I got older and became a mom myself, I still found myself using cannabis, but all of a sudden, now I have to hide it from my kids, right? And then thinking, why? do I have to hide this from my kids when it's perfectly acceptable for me to have all of my kids' as friends' moms over for a couple of bottles of wine? That's no problem. It's hurting our insides, you know? Yeah. But um, why, why does cannabis have this stigma? Why do I have to worry about all of the elements that come with this? And so now that we have kind of come full circle in the industry and, yeah. and we're able to be very public about it, um, I'm so excited. There's been quite a journey for me through that process. Oh, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, well, starting off when you <laughs> entered the industry uh, during the, the medical days mm -hmm. um, to now, like you, you've really, just in terms of what you're making and the products you're more, getting more towards the wellness category, getting more towards, you know, reaching a bigger audience when, you know, five years ago it was about like just 
making really good weed with a stoner vibe. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, and there wasn't really a lot of real brand, uh, you know, creation, you know, and I think culture, it was purple nugs. Yeah. Right. It was purple nugs. Absolutely. And now, like, I think the California cannabis industry has been the biggest explosion of trade marketing and in, in, in mankind. Right. But but at the same time, um, you know, you're 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 trying to, you know, see, you know, women actually be able to get the same benefit that you have from yeah. using the plant and you know how are in your in your words how, how are women different from a from a consumer standpoint when you're talking about professional women and mothers right I think that there's you know this still the stoner stereotype I think just naturally as mothers were the matriarchs of our household usually um, we are seen as the people who set the standard so to speak in the home especially if you've got young kids um, there's this kind of societal expectation that we are supposed to be these epitome of perfection or at least that's the pressure a lot of moms put themselves put themselves under and um, actually before I came into cannabis I was actually a family therapist and so I saw a lot, saw a lot of moms who were coming to me because they were anxious they were putting a lot of pressure on themselves their marriage was under a lot of duress they were feeling anxious all the time not sleeping well you know just a really nasty just modern cycle, stresses of, right? of adult life for and I remember thinking as a therapist that I go home at night after I leave work and I smoke a joint but I can't legally tell my client to do this so I found myself finding ways to encourage them to do it because of course I didn't want to put myself at risk mm. for getting in trouble for saying that but I finally got to this point where it became a necessity for me to share this with people and I stopped really caring um, about the getting in trouble part. I really felt like it was such a simple answer and it would get women off of sleeping pills or drinking themselves until they fell asleep at right. night. Um, a lot of women get this, it's a nasty cycle. You use alcohol or you know, food to cope, you gain weight, you can't sleep, you're miserable because you mm. don't feel good, it's whatever. But mm. cannabis is so simple, right? It's so, it's, it's natural, um, it has no calories. So if you are overindulging, you gotta just watch what goodies you have in the yeah. house at times, right? Totally. And it's holistic. I really think that cannabis allows moms to really be better moms in a lot of ways. I know personally after I come home from running my business throughout the day, from dealing with the day-to-day -day stresses that moms just deal with. I mean, I'm still, I'm dealing with a teenager and a fourth grader who are doing homeschool all yeah. day long right now, six hours a day sitting in front of a computer screen. I'm the IT person, I'm the cafeteria lady, I'm the janitor, and I still gotta and run you're my the tutor. company. I gotta do all the things. Yeah. And so I get really anxious because I put a lot of pressure on myself sure. to be the perfect mom. If I can use a little bit of cannabis during, in a low dose throughout the day, I keep level-headed, I don't let the things that are getting them to melt down over really affect me. And it really allows me to kind of hear what is bothering them and arrive at a solution in a much more calm manner. It's, it centers you, it gets yeah. you back to neutral. Um, Absolutely, and my, yeah. my daughter actually, um, she really gets it. She's only nine and a half years old and she really gets it. She actually has said to me a couple of times that certain people that she's encountered, you know, out in the world, 
She's like, you know, mommy, I think they, they might need a little bit of cannabis because they seem really stressed out. <laughs> but she gets it, you know? Um, and I think that that's no different than saying, I need a glass of wine or I need a beer or I. Kids are you know, incredibly intuitive. Whatever it is. You know, um, right? it's, it's amazing. So, you know, and I think normalizing involves being able to communicate honestly and openly about how you use it. Um, obviously, it's education is such a, uh, a necessity. In, in what I do, it's about what is it like to work in the industry, what, you know, you know and, and will I enjoy it, and you know, what type of people are in the industry. And for, for you, it's about how do you bring that education to those target customers about it's okay and this is why this is not going to be like the experience you had in college. This is why this could be therapeutic and how it is and how it has been for me. Like how, how do you create that, that message and that information when it's, it's hard as a brand to get that out there? Yeah, it is really hard for, well, when you're a new brand in cannabis, you have to be able to differentiate yourself right out the gate. Um, so, so selling to like the, uh, sorry to cut you off, like selling to like the, the, the bud tenders, be able to make sure they can tell the story. Tell your of, brand yes. apart from the next totally. one on the shelf, right? Yeah. Um, and you have an authentic story too, so they right. eat it up. Yes. Yes, 100%. Me has been really blessed from the start, truthfully. I mean, we positioned ourselves in an industry where there was a huge demand. And um, actually, all of the data that we collected but right before we started, Camilla showed that um, female cannabis, cannabis consumerism in California alone went up 92% in 2018. 92%. Oh my God. Okay? And wow. we have continued this trend. And now what's happening is we're not just getting, you know, women who are, you know, 21 years old that are out smoking weed with their girlfriends on a Saturday night. We're yeah. seeing women who are 65 years old coming into yeah. dispensaries and buying out entire inventory of, dis of gummies. Yeah because they want to not have to take their pain medication, yeah. right? Oh, well, and you know, I'm, I'm married and I, and I have children and I've seen it just happen so quickly where like the, the moms that five years ago would have never been on the same page will all have a gummy yeah. and they'll all hang out and have a great time. Yep. And, you know, and uh, my grandmother, you know, you know, was 93 years old, asked me about different formulations she can try for her, for her pain, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's really exciting. So, so, what about, what type of products um, is Camilla, you know, already have out there, and what what else is coming down the pipeline to really yeah. tackle these? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm actually really excited about this. We um, so currently right now we have a, a variety of flower products. We really wanted to produce a line of products that number one, when a woman goes into a dispensary and sees the packaging, it's something that she would buy if it were on the shelf at any other retail yeah. spot because it speaks to her. Um, and then we pick strains that are really specific um, for targeted outcomes. We have strains that induce you know, calmness. We have strains that will give you a little bit of energy. We've got strains that will help you um, sleep better at night. So we really kind of target in and we speak the consumer's language and get them, when you're talking about indicas and sativas, First of all, I don't even know that, that those terminologies really apply after all of the knowledge we have now, but right. let's talk about just the consumer wants to know what is this going to do for me, right? So we talk, yeah. we do a lot of education around terpene profiles and whatnot in our flower and our pre-rolls, but our new product lines, which I'm very excited to announce, we have some um, different phases of pre-rolls that we'll be launching between now and the end of October. 
Um, we're going to be launching some mini pre-roll packs because, let's face it, no mom has time to stand around and smoke a full ground joint by themselves. Yeah, nor Give do me they a need. couple of yeah. puffs and I'm on my way. Yeah. So we're going to do some nice dog walkers for moms. And then we're also actually going to be launching a warm beverage line. It will be similar to like your hot chocolate packets, if you will. Um, but we're going to be producing a hot chocolate that will have mini marshmallows in it. We're going to be doing a chai, a latte with lavender, and also a mocha mix. And they'll all be different ratios. It sounds delicious. They're, I'm really excited about them. So we'll have those out for the holidays this year. Uh, the release date for that will be November 1st. And then we also are doing a couple of other fun and interesting SKUs that are just really normal everyday items that anybody would use. Um, we're actually going to be releasing an infused salt and pepper. And we just really want to make it so that you can incorporate cannabis in any way or shape possible. Wait, what, fact, kind, what kind of salt? Um, we're going to be doing a Himalayan salt. Ooh, so it's like it's like a, it's like a superfood yes. with, with wellness kick with cannabis. Wow! Yes, that's amazing. So I'm really excited about releasing those skews, and then uh, next spring yeah, we'll have awesome. a whole line of kind of springtime beverage mix-ins release as well. Well, I mean, there's a lot. That's a lot of uh, innovation, Very you know. Exciting. And uh, I think that. Um, you're, you, you do understand your, your target consumer very well, and um, I think your products reflect that. But I, I also think you know, that you will attract customers outside of your target because there is a market for lower dose, predictable, you know, right. is this going to have a similar effect to a beer or, or two? And, and I think that's how people think about it in a lot of ways. And um, I think you're making products that are great entrance for people into cannabis. and. For that, I, I salute you. Thank you. Um, We're excited about it. You know, I think that um, women just need products that they can relate to. I mean, I was thinking about the other day, and I was, you know, every day, or at least a few days a week, I pull through a coffee drive up place. And I would love if that had some kind of cannabinoid com compound in it, you yeah. know? So we're making it. And um, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Um, switching gears here, sure. la last note, NC NCIA, mm -hmm. um, obviously this industry needs a national voice, yep. it needs a lobbying effort. I, I imagine revenues have taken a big dive this year with canceling all events and stuff. Mm -hmm. How can we support the NCIA right yeah, now? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, NCIA, their number one funding is from our events. Mm -hmm. um, we actually raise probably 85% of the money that we utilize for lobbying efforts from our quarterly and annual events. Um, so this year has been drastically difficult for the organization. What I will say is that if anyone is a current member at NCIA, thank you, um, we would love to talk to you about future sponsorship opportunities. We're kind of doing a, a, a bargain with advertising yeah. in exchange for prepaid services. Um, and then we're also doing a lot of creative membership drives, um, especially offering free membership for social equity applicants. Um, and we're really just in a position where we're looking for more hands to get on deck. Right now we're at like the tipping point of making this federally legal. And 100%. It's all it feels hands like on that. deck, especially right now with COVID. I mean, the essential services designation put a big stamp on it. And uh, obviously revenue and jobs, like this industry is gonna hire, uh, could hire a million people in the next five years or low end 500,000. That's a big fucking number and those are jobs across the spectrum of humanity, yes. you know, and yes. um, and 
and really and good jobs that people enjoy. Mm -hmm. And that's really the most rewarding thing is, as you know from your experience working in the industry is when you're doing something you feel like makes the world a better place and you enjoy, you're happy at work and you're who you are. Right. And that's um, and that's lost in modern society and this industry gives people the chance to, to find that again. And for the right people, it's not for I everybody. I agree. I, I know, I think that's one of the best parts about the industry and with anything you gotta take it with the good with the, good with the bad, but the ride here is amazing. It's rough, but it's amazing. It's unlike anything else I've ever experienced. Yeah, rough, rough is uh, is is correct, um, but it's but it make, because it's so amazing, and there's a, there's also amazing people, and it's just spirit of collaboration mm -hmm. amongst folks um, who have been in it for a long time. Mutual respect, appreciation for the journey, and um, that's not something that you see in a lot of other companies, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thank this you. This has been fun, really Absolutely, fun. Absolutely, yes. A little COVID thank elbow, so boom. Thank you.